Say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America. Good morning, my friends. A little bit of music there from the Joe and Woody and the boys of the road crew. On this frosty, chilly morning here at the studios of Jim Hinckley's America in Kingman, Arizona, spitting distance of legendary Route 66, 31 degrees, and a tad bit of snow outside. As I have a tendency to look for my long underwear when it gets below 80 degrees, this is not pleasant. Hey, we have something really special for you this morning. Mr. Roger Naylor, uh, prolific author and uh, adventurer. I'd sure like to get the commission on Roger's hiking shoes. He puts a lot of miles on. His latest book, Awesome Arizona, is, uh, God, this is perfect for somebody like me. Like my, my pa said it was better to fill the head with useless knowledge than no knowledge at all. My goodness. Roger's new book is just chock full of little tidbits. Hey, Mr. Roger, are you with us here yet this morning? If you'd like to go ahead and give us a call in. Good morning, Nolan and Maggie, all the way from East Lansing. Let's see if we can get this going this morning. I can see Roger was with us there, but let's see if we can get a call in here. Good Greg Hassman. See if I can get Roger on board here. Uh, his book, we've got all kinds of. Uh... Hey, ah, there you oh, are. Okay. Hey, Roger. How are you? I'm sorry. We're, we're having some technical difficulties on this end. I'm not very tech savvy, but fortunately my wife came to my rescue. She's my IT person here. So, you know, I can relate. Uh, I'm basically modern Amish. I, uh, I'm most comfortable <laughs> in the world of the Model A Ford. And I've been having internet issues this morning, so I was kind of concerned. Roger, this book of yours is spectacular. I got to tell you. This one really grabbed my attention. Oh, well, thank you. That's so nice of you to say. And I want to, uh, first of all, give you a big thanks for the uh, really nice blurb that uh, that's writing on the back cover there that uh, uh, you said some very nice things about it uh, uh, when they sent you the manuscript. And, and I really appreciate that, Jim. That meant a lot to me. Well, thank you. But, you know, I, uh, I always try to give credit where credit's due. And like I said, you know, my pa always said, better to fill the head with useless knowledge than no knowledge at all. <laughs> and I'm kind of the king of useless knowledge. <laughs> uh, you, you provide some great inspiration for road trips and hiking adventures. And, uh, you know, I, I, I know Arizona pretty well. 
but I've learned over the years, the more I, I, I know, the more I realize how little I know. Exactly. And, and discovering your book here, like Bisbee, the smallest saloon. The second smallest saloon in the country. Small saloon. Now I've got to go back to Bisbee. <laughs> exactly. There's always a reason for a road trip. You find these little uh, little snippets of information. I love those kind of stories. I love that kind. You know, here's the world's largest cocopelli. Here's the world's largest rose bush. Well, now you got to go check them out again. I, I, if you're the kind of traveler that can just go past the world's largest anything, even if it's the world's largest uh, ball of belly button lint, you're a very different kind of traveler than I am. I like all those little roadside attractions. I like all those reasons to stop. That's why they invented the interstate highway. That way for people who could travel and not worry about seeing anything. <laughs> exactly. Uh, smallest museum. Hey, is the smallest museum still up around Superior, was it? Yeah, it. it uh, I think it's closed, and and it had kind of lost its. I mean, it it had been usurped by even smaller museums in the ensuing years. But it was always worth uh, worth a stop. It was always a fun little stop uh, there on the side of the Buckboard uh, Cafe. But the last time I drove through, it didn't seem like it was open. Uh, now uh, I know they had some. Uh, uh, some issues uh, in the area with some fires uh, over the last couple of years, and the pandemic was pretty hard. So I'm not sure. I don't want to say for certain that it's closed. Uh, so, you know, next time you're uh, driving uh, past Superior uh, on US 60, be sure to uh, check, take a look, stop, because it is a, a very worthwhile stop. If uh, uh, Even though it was uh, billed as the smallest museum, they had the world's largest Apache tier in there at one time or another. So uh, it's, it's worth a stop if it is uh, still open. God, that's great stuff. I like to, you know, and I, this really was kind of timely too. Uh, item number 104, Hollywood's open air back lot hinting of some of the movies that have been filmed here. I was recently working with Kingman Main Street to develop a narrated historic district walking tour and uh, got down some rabbit holes. And I was really surprised by some of the movies that were filmed here as early as 1918 here in the state of Arizona. Wow. Yeah, I uh, I think a lot of people would be surprised. I mean, you know, everybody knows, well, we had a lot of Westerns here and, and uh, uh, filmed here and stuff, but it goes beyond that. I mean, uh, I, I forget how many, what the number of uh, uh, movies and, and uh, television shows uh, were filmed. I, I got it in the book, but it's not on the tip of my tongue but it's yeah just an amazing list of them that uh just went on and on and of course you know we oh more than five thousand i thought that's what it was um you know and, and some really iconic ones too and stuff so it's uh it, it's always kind of fun to get out and see you know some of those places to see where they were filmed to see where some of those uh uh, uh sites were and uh um you know, I, I think Arizona doesn't take quite the advantage of that that they could. You know, uh, some of the filming locations that 
you know, because one of my favorite pieces of, of trivia is always that, um, you know, the o movie Oklahoma was actually filmed in Arizona. And, and that, that's got to be a burr under the saddle of Oklahomans because I can't imagine going to a big screen production of Arizona and find out it was filmed in Delaware or something. That would be very disappointing. <laughs> so, uh, um, but the, they couldn't find enough wide open spaces in, in Oklahoma back in the 50s. And they could down in Santa Cruz County there around Patagonia and Sonoida and, and the San Rafael Ranch. And, 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 you know, the great thing is they could come back and film a sequel to it today because it still uh, has that same wide open look, those big grassy plains and the mountains in the distance. And it's, uh, you know, just a really epic landscape. And, and Arizona kind of specializes in epic landscapes and intimate landscapes. And uh, with our diversity, you can shoot just about any type of movie you want uh, and find a place for it in Arizona. We have uh, Greg Hassman here from Albuquerque has a question for you. Was the Oklahoma kid uh, with Humphrey Bogart filmed in Arizona? Oof, well, that's, I'm sorry, that's one I don't know off the top of my head. It certainly could be. Um, you know, if, if you saw any, if, uh, Sororo's in the background, then yeah, it was filmed in Arizona, obviously. But, uh, um, uh, I don't know, I, I, I've got a list of, a uh, uh, several dozen of the movies that were filmed there, but I don't recognize that one, uh, off the top of my head. Yeah. That Patagonia area. So, you know, such a beautiful drive. And of course you got a few wineries to kind of make the visit even more enjoyable. <laughs> you can have whatever experience you want down there. They've got a great couple of ghost towns uh, down there. Kentucky Camp is a spectacular old ghost town, the great ghost story. You can even spend the night in the ghost town because that's one of the uh, – uh, a National Forest Service rooms with a view program where you can rent out one of the old cabins for the night. So that's, you know, a great experience. Patagonia is a wonderful birding, uh, you know, birders around the area love it. It's, it's known for its quantity of butterflies. So you can go for the arch, you can go for the birds, you can go for the butterflies, kind of the sweetest uh, uh, triple threat ever. Um, and then, you know, yeah, you're right. You've got the, the wineries in uh, Sonoida and Elgin and that just those big open uh, plains, the grasslands, that's where the Arizona Trail comes through. So hikers love it. So it's just a little something for everyone, just in a really tight little area there. you got a couple of nice creeks. The Nature Conservancy maintains a, uh, uh, a beautiful little uh, spot. In fact, that was their first, I think that's the first spot they uh, kind of protected in Arizona, the Nature Conservancy right there on uh, Sonoida Creek. Um, and with some great trails. Um, so for hikers, you got Patagonia Lake just right down the road. And not far beyond that is Nogales, uh, border town with some beautiful architecture and wonderful restaurants. And, you know, so whatever you want to do, you could spend a week down there and, and not see everything. Uh, Bob Bose Bell recently filled me in on a little bit of obscure uh, movie trivia that the uh, Nazis during the uh, 1930s, the Ger German government filmed a couple Westerns here in uh, Arizona. I found that kind of a... Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, that's uh, kind of an odd one. One of the things I liked about your book, you've got something here for absolute everybody. Uh, for example, uh, item 77, ride a floating tiki bar into the sunset. <laughs> and then number 78... Even our dead men drink. Right. Um, I, 
That Go is ahead. a story. Yeah, yeah, and that that is a you know I. Uh, you're more of a historian than I am. You you have a much more comprehensive uh, grasp of it. Uh, I certainly dabble in in the history and 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 love love it all. But uh, some of the ones that catch my eye are just the little weird stories, the little quirky ones. And that's the uh, the story the uh, even our dead men drink of a uh, shootout in uh, Canyon Diablo, just there off of Route 66. So I'm, I know it's one you're very familiar with. Yeah. And I'm sure you've, you've seen the photo, right? Yeah, I did. I thought about putting it in the book, but I thought it's just a little too creepy. So I thought, you know, people can always look it up. But anyway, for those who might not know the, uh, uh, the story, it was, uh, um, uh, at a saloon in Winslow is where it started the cottage saloon, I believe it was called. And, uh, a couple of cowboys uh, came, wandering in uh, on a busy night they ordered drinks and uh noticed that there's a big pile of silver dollars on the uh the table there with some gambling going on so and before their drinks arrive they pull out their pistols scoop up the silver and back out of the door so uh the uh, uh sheriff is called and uh, sheriff and his deputy uh, kind of go trailing after them, and then they find a little trail of silver dollars bound down by the train. So they figure they they'd hopped on the train, and uh, uh, so they followed, got off at Canyon Diablo, which at that time there's I don't think there was much left of uh, there wasn't much going on, but it, it was a rowdy place during its time. But uh, they they found the uh, the outlaws uh, Evans and uh, Shaw. Uh, out in the street, and they everybody slapped leather. And when the dust cleared, uh, one outlaw was dead, and the other was wounded. He would later go on to serve some time in Yuma Prison. The lawmen escaped unscathed. So they borrowed a shovel from uh, the the storekeeper there, uh, buried uh, the outlaw, uh, John Shaw, and uh, that was that was their end of it. Then they they rode in with their prisoner. Uh, meanwhile, this was, you know, uh, kind of a big talk at the, the cottage saloon the next uh, evening, I guess. And uh, one of the things that got the cowboys a little uh, upset is that the, the boys had ordered drinks, but had never had gotten to enjoy them. And they thought that was unfair. So that uh, mingled with that little bit of drunken logic, got about 15 of them on the train Uh heading to Canyon Diablo, they got off, hear these, you know, drunken cowboys show up at the general store and uh, demand shovels, and they resurrect John Shaw. They dig him up from his uh, shallow grave <laughs> and pry open the lid uh, and take him out uh, and force a, a drink down his between his clenched teeth there uh, to give him the drink he never got to enjoy and then they they borrowed a also borrowed a camera from the uh, uh the store owner and they took uh, some very notorious photos i think they took a total of six photos and it's, it's basically john shaw the dead john shaw there propped up between uh, two 
the and the cowboys are just stone-faced they're just grim and uh john shaw just kind of has this grin on his face it's very eerie and it's kind of this uh, old west version of weekended bernies with these two guys uh uh holding up a dead man so i think that sobered him up pretty quick and uh you know they, they put him back in his coffin after taking the photos and uh sang a little psalm and uh climbed on the train and rode back to Winslow in the velvety light of the dawn and stuff. And those photos uh, hung in the uh, the cottage saloon up until it closed in the 1940s there in Winslow, I think. But you can still see them online if you, I think, Google John Shaw and Canyon Diablo. You'll, you'll see what we're talking about there. I know what you're talking about as far <laughs> as uh, not trying to be too morbid. <laughs> I, I had to walk a real fine line when I did the book uh, Murder and Mayhem on the Main Street of America, Tales from Bloody 66. Right. I, I, Route 66 has become kind of a Disneyland, and you don't want to find out that Goofy's an axe murderer. <laughs> and it's uh, it, it kind of... It was kind of hard to walk that balance. Yeah. I, I, See, I've always, I've always suspected Goofy, Goofy of being an axe murderer, though, so it wouldn't surprise me at all. <laughs> there is something funny about that. <laughs> I follow your exploits, of course, on Facebook and on your uh, uh, your website. Uh, you provide such inspiration to get out and explore this state in your books or a welcome addition to my library, but this one is going to become a traveling companion because uh, I just, I'm so impressed with uh, just the, the diversity in the range of content here from civil war battles, uh, code talkers, uh, gosh, you know, William okay. Shatner, quite a deal. <laughs> see now and yeah there you, there you've hit on my um uh i think my favorite fact in the the whole book is that um and and i'm talking about this during my presentations as well but it's uh uh kind of back to your hollywood question there but uh, uh the only film william shatner co-starred with five thousand live tarantulas was filmed in arizona and that's uh, that's just a, uh, uh, of course, I'm talking about Kingdom of the Spiders, uh, 1977 cult classic. And one of the reasons I like it especially, too, is because it was filmed in my hometown, uh, mainly Camp Verde, but also Cottonwood, where I live in Sedona and some other areas and stuff. And uh, was part of that, uh, and, and I have to tell you, I'm uh, a huge on fan, you know, dating back to the 30s. I, I could care less about Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, or any of the, you know, the slasher guys. I want the Wolfman. I want the Wolfman in neatly pressed trousers, you know, Lon Chaney Jr. I want uh, Boris Karloff as Frankenstein's monster. You know, I loved all the those, and then especially the 50s sci-fi, the, uh, the the classics and the campy, you know, all of the, the big and the small, the uh, all the good ones. 
Um, and there's also another kind of subgenre that sprang up because the 50 sci-fi movies all came from, you know, fear of the bomb. You know, what would happen with the radiation? What monsters would it awaken? What uh, insects would it turn into giants? All that sort of thing. In the 70s, we were very concerned about pollution and pesticides and all these chemicals and stuff. So that led to a whole bunch of uh, uh, those kind of nature fights back uh, movies, Rattlers, uh, Swarm. Uh, frogs starting Ray Milan, starting Ray Milland, which is uh, another great one because uh, if you can make frogs the bad guy, that's uh, that's a pretty pretty uh, good stretch. And uh, of course, I'm uh, Kingdom of the Spiders, William Shatner, and I don't think I'm giving anything away when I say that you know the spiders are the bad guys in this. So because of uh, pesticides, they're uh, uh, taking down bigger game now. And it also the movie also starts with the great Woody Strode in one of his last uh, roles. But uh, it's uh, the, the movie producers, just, you know, didn't have a lot of special effects back then. So they put out the word that they needed uh, live tarantulas. And the locals, uh, they're paying uh, 10 bucks a piece. The locals rounded up 5,000 of them. So that's $50,000 <laughs> of the budget right there just for tarantulas. And it got more complicated because, of course, the tarantulas all demanded their own trailer. Well, sort of, you know, they had to be kept separated and everything. And as uh, you, you and I who live in Arizona know, tarantulas are pretty docile. They're, you know, they're pretty shy. So it's kind of hard to make them look. The only way they could make them look like they're charging something is kind of by blowing air at them and stuff. So most of the movie uh, consists of a bunch of tarantulas just milling around and the uh, humans uh, running all over the place, screaming like crazy. And it's just really a, a campy, campy classic. So um, every October, my wife and I, we watch, you know, different monster sci-fi movie every night, and Kingdom of the Spiders is uh, very much one of our uh, regulars. So it's 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 certainly a, an enjoyable one. And I'll give you one more in there that was filmed in Arizona. That's a great one called Night of the Lepus. And Lepus means uh, hair. That's, <laughs> that's an obscure <laughs> obscure film there. Yeah, <laughs> but it was filmed down in Tucson, Ajo. Uh, Rio Rico and uh, stars Janet Lee, uh, Cameron Mitchell, and one of uh, Shatner's old cohorts, uh, DeForest Kelly. And uh, sure enough, the uh, rabbits are the bad guys in this one, and they have uh, many scenes of rabbits, bunny rabbits, trampling models of towns because they've grown to such enormous size and. Uh, uh, they even have a couple of men in rabbit suits attacking, and if that doesn't make you want to reach for the popcorn, then you and I are very different people. So that's a uh, that's another great one. And and down in Ajo, they've got a big mural of Night of the Lepus with these you know vicious rabbits painted on one of the buildings. It's really great to see. <laughs> you know uh, th those movies, they're so poor they're good. And you, you got oh, just, uh, I realized that some of these stars were getting well started. They needed a paycheck, but some of these stars were pretty well established at the time. And I just can't imagine what in God's name possessed them uh, to, to lower themselves uh, <laughs> this, this level, but uh, makes for good entertainment. It's 
this this book, Roger, is so wonderful, and I I, I don't uh, you know hand out compliments unless I really something I really believe in. But this this book I can highly recommend because you've got something for everybody in here, from sports trivia to uh, waterfalls, cottonwood trees, uh, wild horses, uh, stories of dead men drinking and. I mean, just about any anything you can remotely imagine yeah. uh, to inspire well, I, the, I wanted to, in the state of Arizona. I wanted to spread the word. I wanted to just uh, come out and uh, I wanted to share my love of Arizona. You know, most of my books are travel books. Most of my books are about hiking or uh, scenic roads or, you know, uh, Route 66 uh, or uh, something. Some, uh, you know, I've got a history book out on the amazing Cole brothers, but this one kind of combines everything. You know, it's, it's got some travel tidbits, got a lot of history stories, but just a lot of information about uh, Arizona. I wanted it to be uh, part encyclopedia, part love letter. It's uh, very much a celebration of the 48th state because you know, I love this. I, I'm so passionate about Arizona. And what I found out about is, you know, at, at some point I always kind of think, well, it's just me, um, you know, because there's this perception that everyone in Arizona is a transplant from somewhere else and they'd rather actually be living somewhere. And I'm, I, I found just the opposite to be true. The people that were born here are very rooted in Arizona and people like me who have been, you know, living here for decades, we're not here uh, from originally, but we're here because we want to, and our and our passion and our pride in this state just knows no bounds. You know, I just love it. So when I started uh, posting little fact sheets, little list of different facts uh, on Facebook, you know, people just respond like crazy. They just go nuts because I think they wanted somebody to say positive things about Arizona. You know, I mean, our politics can be crazy. Our sports teams can be mediocre. It's, you know, we're not here for that. We're here because of the state, because of the mountains and the desert and the, the combination of the, the sky islands and the, the plains. And we've got every life zone between Mexico and Canada. You know, we've got, you can have whatever season you want. You know, right now, today, uh, we could go snow skiing or we could go hiking in the desert looking for wildflowers, which I was doing yesterday. So, uh, what, what experience, whatever experience you want, you can have it. It's just a short car drive away in Arizona. And that's such a rare gift. That's such an amazing gift. And I just wanted to, you know, talk about that. You did a good job with that. I, I'm like you. I'm one of the, for me personally, I, when I first moved out to Arizona, uh, I'm a, I'm a recent newcomer here. I, I came out in the summer of 66. And uh, when I first came out here from back East, I thought this was the place they warned me about in Sunday school, but uh, it's really <laughs> grown on me. And I consider myself one of the dry roasted nuts. I, I just love this country and uh, the people uh, I've gotten to know, uh, gosh, it just, it's a wonderful state and it's the diversity is uh, overwhelming. Uh, Greg Hassman says, uh, what did you enjoy most about writing this book, Roger? Well, uh, hmm. 
uh, obviously Greg hasn't written any books because you and I know what a pain in the butt they can be when you're working on them. But, um, you know, like with all my books, I just love digging into, uh, to Arizona, uh, digging into, you know, uncovering more, uh, facts and research. This is one that I actually kind of wrote during the pandemic, uh, when I was, uh, able to travel less. Um, so this one required less, you know, most of my hiking books or driving books, I'm all over the state. And this one, I did a little bit of that, but it was more research from home and in, in some libraries and, and so forth. And, and that was fun because, you know, I like digging, I like uncovering some new facts. I liked uncovering some things that I didn't know, some things I didn't realize, you know, we have the largest, uh, the world's largest skydiving drop zone. You know, I didn't know that until I started. It's down around Eloy there and stuff. So uh, it's by far the, the, the largest world of planes for uh, actual skydiving. Or if you want to, and I just wrote about this for the Arizona Republic is one of my Valentine's Day ideas. You can do indoor skydiving if you want with your sweetheart. Go in and uh, they've got one of those wind tunnels there. So, uh, you know, little things like that are always fun uh i like the little goofy facts they uh um we have the only four-story building in the entire world where every story has a ground level entrance so you can walk in off the street to the first floor i have a four fourth floor so and you can probably guess that one is in Bis bisbee that was the actually the first was, uh, uh, high school in Bisbee and stuff because of those that hilly mountainous terrain. I I would have bet Jerome. Oh, that well, that would have been a that would have been another good choice. But no, it's uh, is the first Bisbee high school. Now it's the uh, actually holds the Cochise uh, uh, County offices and stuff. Um, but it's in Ripley's, believe it or not, in the Guinness Book of World Records and stuff. So I, I like uncovering those little nuggets, those little uh, tiny things, and uh, and that's the fun with uh, all the books is is the the digging and discovery. Um, and, and the hardest part is, you know, leave what to leave out, you know, what you have room for. I mean, I had to kind yes. of cut things off at 200 and then I'm, you know, I'm still looking at a, you know, I still got a few more dozen facts. I'm thinking, ah, I wish I could. now, you know, once it's out, I, oh, I should have put this in, I should have put that in, I should have, you know, but eh, they're sitting around, they'll end up somewhere. So that's one of the hardest things for me about writing books and stories and, and, and even presentations is, uh, what to leave out and i get upset with the editors because they they come back they want me to cut trim adjust and there's so much more i want to add not take out of the story and sometimes i just have to close my eyes and say that's enough and and and, and run with it but uh yeah that's always a source of frustration uh uh roger is the best place to get this on your website roger Nader. oh yeah very much so you know uh, you'll deface it with a signature yeah you can certainly order on my website and i you can 
I will. I sign every book that goes out. You can buy all my books on my website, uh, rogernaylor.com. But it's, of course, uh, you know, if uh, I know, because I have to charge you a little shipping fee, uh, but if it, for the, it's available on Amazon, it's available in stores, it's, uh, um, you know, so wherever you pick one up is is fine by me. But yes, you can you can definitely get a buy a signed copy from me. And I'm, uh, I just started doing my uh, media tour this week. I did a couple of television shows down in Phoenix and radio shows. And uh, now I did my first presentation. So now from now on, I've got about a presentation every week around the, uh, I've got an events page. So you can click on that to see where I'm appearing, where I'm uh, showing up and blabbing about Arizona. And you can come out and listen if you want. I will. Uh, I'm, I've been delinquent on this. It's something I recently set up on the Jim Hinckley's America website, uh, on recommended blogs websites, and uh, I'll add yours to that list this week, and uh, with a link. To I appreciate your website, that because I, I think anybody's interested in Arizona needs to to have that. Roger, I want to thank you for doing this this morning. I've enjoyed the conversation, and uh, you know they're working pretty extensively on a. Uh, urban trail system here in uh, the Kingman area. We have about 65 miles of trails completed now. And they're nice, spectacular. And they, they include historic sites like uh, the site of uh, the military outpost at Camp Beale Springs, the old White Cliffs Wagon right, Road. Right. And uh, they get right. back into some water holes, places with even small waterfalls and uh, some wow. great scenic overlooks. So next time you're up this way, uh, give me a holler, and hopefully I'll be up and about. I, I broke my ankle a year ago, November. I was just getting back from that. I hadn't oof. quite got back from COVID. And then in December, I was up here in the canyons, and I slipped on some ice, and I dislocated my knee, so I'm still working out that problem. But uh, hopefully, by the time you get up this way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind of fun and games. You'll absolutely have to take care of yourself because, yeah, I definitely want to get up and uh, do some more hike, Kingman hiking because that's one of the things uh, I love about, again, about the state is that, you know, you I, I always write that everybody in uh, Arizona lives within 15 minutes of a hiking trail, and we've got them all over. And a lot of people always think, well, you know, you can hike here. You can, you can hike in Sedona. You can hike around Tucson. You can hike a few places. And I go, man, Lake Havasu City has some great hiking trails. Kingman has a whole network of hiking trails. Uh, Superior has some great hiking trails. Globe, you know, there's there are hiking trails everywhere. You just have to uh, know about them and 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 go looking. And uh, I've written about uh, many of the trails you've mentioned several times. Monolith Garden is one of my favorites there. Uh, you know, so it's yeah, get out and and see this incredible state and especially. Uh, this spring, do not miss the desert. Make some time to get down the desert and elsewhere because it is going to be a wildflower season to remember. I'll be posting wildflower updates on my uh, Facebook page all through the season. Um, it's, it's already started in some places and going great. About three years ago, uh, we had a great wildflower season. And up in the Black Mountains along Route 66, mm -hmm. I've been out in that country since the 60s, and I had never seen wildflowers like that in my life. 
And I, I have a feeling this is going to be yeah. even a more spectacular season. Yeah, this Roger, is this is one for the very much. My pleasure, Jim. Anytime. Yeah, Roger has uh thank you. He's, uh, has a great he has a great gift for telling people where to go. And uh I think you're gonna enjoy <laughs> this book. Roger, until we meet again, I'm gonna say adios. Uh give a shout out to our good friends over at uh, Tucum Carry, New Mexico. Visit Tucumcarry uh com is their website. Uh uh, our neighbors to the east here, but uh, Tucum Carry is uh, another one of those places full of surprises. Uh, just one that I talk about a lot is the Mesa Lands Community College Dinosaur Museum. And uh, now that we're getting on the backside of the apocalypse, they're resuming their summer schedule of offering uh, uh, paleontology digs in the area. Kind of a neat little thing to add to the trip. Roger, thank you. And my friends, thank you for joining us. Uh, Nolan, we didn't get to that question, but uh, I'll put this out there for everybody if they want to respond to me and I'll get it to Nolan. He says, uh, I've seen people camping off Route 66 just north of the Welsh Road exit, and I can't tell whether it's BLM land or private. Are there any places along 66 that you'd recommend for tent camping, official or unofficial? And I'll put that out, and uh, I'll bet you we get some interesting responses. Guys, thank you very much. We'll be doing this again next week. I'm not sure how this is going to turn out. I'm on the road uh, headed for a conference and symposium in Colorado. And then the week after that, we'll be talking to the Hilburns, uh, the owners of the Highway Cafe in Venita, Oklahoma. They've got a great neon sign relighting celebration coming up. Their story is truly inspirational. They're a 12-year effort to keep this historic cafe alive and going. Uh, then after that, uh, the next week will be Stephanie Stuckey, CEO of Stuckey's. And then we'll wrap up the month with a visit with Bob Bozbell. Guys, until we meet again, my friends, via con Dios, mi amigos. Roger, take care. Oh, Jim, thanks. Uh, thanks so much. Oh. You bet, Roger. You bet. My pleasure. I've enjoyed this immensely. Say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America Jim Hinckley's America Adios, my friends.